to 2,730 years and counting. A podcast that is chronicling the re-emergence of the Lost House of Israel and its reconciliation with the House of Judah. Opinions of the interviewer and guests may not be the same, but we are all walking in discovery together. Come listen. for another episode of 2,730 years and counting. And uh, this is Gene Porter. I'm the guy that is always here. Whether you like it or not, I'm here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, things are moving right along. As you, anybody who's been watching what's happening out in the outside world knows, it's amazing how the things that we're seeing in the world are the things that we were told by Yehovah and his prophets would happen. And uh, not only that, but even in the space, even even in the stars and uh, the sun and the moon, we're seeing evidence that exactly what is happening is happening is exactly what uh, we were told by the prophets would happen. And uh, I've got John Reed Austin here yet another time to give us even a further explanation of exactly what's going on. Um, and those of you that have been watching that watch. Things happening in Israel know that uh, that there has been a uh, a Messiah chosen. Isn't that interesting? They actually voted him in. That sort of blows my mind. Of course, it sounds like the United States. We voted in uh, what's his name, Biden, didn't we? Oh, no, you didn't have to say that word. I could have gone a whole day without hearing his name. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. I feel the I, same they way. Call him number forty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't even like that because that actually implies that he has he has legitimacy. But anyway, anyway, uh, today John's going to be telling us about something that forced him to do a uh, an additional video sooner than he planned because the, the timing on it is is so immediate, and not only that, but things are happening so quickly that uh, he had to do this. So we had to do this too, so to make sure that you hear about it. And uh, I think you're going to find that it's rather amazing what's happening, and it's it's. In so many respects, it's fulfilling of prophecy to the point where you have to sit back and you have to go, hmm, what's next? So with that being said, um, I will get out of the way and I will let John tell you much more about what's happening in Israel regarding the this newest Messiah. Go ahead, John. <laughs> well, I don't want you to get out of the way, brother. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> oh, that's a- <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I probably, I'll probably poke myself in your way just when you least yeah, expect it. Please do. Listen, you know, I like a little, you know, devil's advocate now and then, because uh, this yeah. is a very challenging uh, subject here. Uh, and but uh, first and foremost, I just want to thank you, Gene, for giving me platform and uh, and everything you do. Um, 
you're reaching out to people all over the world and and uh, so I want to say kudos to you and um, and just honor you for uh, taking the time to allow me to speak and uh, and then all of you audience out there don't be afraid to connect with me uh, you can send me text go to my YouTube I, I read every comment that people put on there and I try to answer them as best I can so if you haven't seen any of my videos you just uh, you can go to YouTube and uh, just put John Reed Austin and and then uh, you may have to click on videos just to get my full library. But uh, the, the last two videos uh, have both a subject about what I call the false messiah. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you that this this uh, whole thing really blew up on April 6th and I had to really take it slow and just make sure that I was reading it right. And because Gene, let me tell you, uh, I was ready to do my taping for my next video for last month. And it mm -hmm. was April 6, you know, so it took it takes a while to put everything all together. I wanted to put some video on this time so that people can see these asteroids and that there was actually asteroids that were entering our atmosphere. And wow. People are confused with that. Like, what is what's the difference between a meteor and, a, and an asteroid? And so I leave size, right? Yeah. What's that? Mostly uh, size, right? Yeah, it could be the size, uh, but they're still burning up before they hit the atmosphere, uh, before they, yeah. you know, before they leave into the atmosphere or they just skim across the atmosphere. Right. But you see these coming down to the ground and actually landing. That's pretty fascinating. Uh, so I thought I got to try to figure out how to do video in my broadcast. So I did. And it, it got some good uh, comments. But uh, this, uh, when, it, when, it, when I was getting ready to, just minutes away from doing my recording, uh, I had a friend send me uh, a, um, a uh, link about this so-called Messiah um, and they, uh, that they had crowned him on Passover. Now, I don't have actual video proof, but at the time I thought that was the video proof. But then when I researched it a little more, I mean, at the time there was only maybe four videos. Uh, there wasn't even any print media about this yet. And wow. so all of them were independent. They were in Spanish wow. and there was one in Hebrew. Uh, and then as hours wore on, they were starting to multiply. And now it's gone crazy. However, and I emphasize the word however, nobody outside of the, uh, what I'll call the underground, uh -huh. is talking. I can't get rabbis or Torah teachers to talk about this, not even pastors. You think they'd be jumping on this stuff. They're just yeah. going, ooh, ah, wow, really, you got to be kidding, you know. But they don't talk about it. And I'm really nice. puzzled about that. I have a theory, Gene, and I didn't say this on my video, but my theory is that they're connected with authorities in Israel. And if they say anything about this, that doesn't ah. look good. Because these, these are the, the black hat, curly-cued uh, Jewish men. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, well, and, go ahead. and of course, a, a lot of people don't realize that those black-hatted, curly-cued men in many parts of Israeli life, Israeli life are in charge. I mean, in fact, in fact, the the whole reason for the uh, 
for the law of return being what it is, is that the immigration part of Israeli life is absolutely under the iron-fisted control of the ultra-Orthodox. Yeah, from my understanding, it's starting to change, though. There was a yeah. Supreme Court uh, uh, decision that uh, loosened up, uh, you know, uh, to, um, uh, criteria about what uh, allows people to do to, to make Aliyah. I just completed my study on the Hebrew letters uh, for uh, basically I'm going to be doing a four week session. So every Thursday night, you know, between 630 and nine o'clock, uh, I'm going to be doing all 22 Hebrew letters. And uh, the one that I just finished, uh, I, I, ha I had a revelation that I just needed to to um, sort of um, explore. And it was uh, the letter uh, Kuf. Kuf is um, the 19th letter of the alphabet. And it has a numerical value of 100. And it has several meanings. Uh, you know, it means like uh, I have a needle. Um, it can also mean um, monkey. Um, and the reason why I'd be monkey is it's to remind us not to be one. <laughs> right, right. Even though we may look a little bit like it. Ha, ha, ha. So anyway, I was do noticing that there are four Hebrew letters that if you, um, if you add up their total numerical value. Right. Um, they have a hidden numerical value. So, for example, the first one is Aleph. Aleph is made up of three Hebrew letters. It has a Vav and two Yods. And okay. if in the Yods have a numerical value of 10, so 10 plus 10 is 20. And Vav is the sixth letter, so it has a numerical value of six. Well, why is that significant? Because it has the new, same numerical value as yod heh vav -Hey. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And so I took that, to, and then I thought, okay, now the next one is Lamed, which is uh, the middle letter of the Aleph Bet. And it uh, reaches higher than all of the other letters. So it, it goes right. above the, the standard line. And it has two Hebrew letters put together. It has a kaf and uh -huh. a vav. And so that's 20. Um, that's 20. Kaf is a numerical value of 20. And vav is 6. So there you have 26 again. Right, you okay. have a third one is mem, which is the very next letter after lamed. And it has uh -huh. two Hebrew letters. It has a kaf and a vav again. It's like somebody just took the kaf, or excuse me, the vav, and dropped it down to join side by side with the mem. And uh, then you have the fourth one, which is the kuf. It also has a vav and a kaf. So three of the letters have a kaf. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, what I did is I, I put them all side by side. So kuf, lamed, mem, aleph. You have three yodes three vavs and three kas that make up all of these four letters. Okay. And so you have, um, and, and remember I said all four of these letters, if you break the part, the, the Hebrew letters and add the numerical value, they're 26. So all equal to 
to uh, uh, Yod Hey Vav Hey. Yod is uh -huh. ten. Vav, or excuse me, uh, Hey is five. Vav is six, and another Hey is five again. So you get. Now here's I'm going to take it a little deeper. Are you ready for this? Sure. I decided that maybe this, if I put the four Hebrew letters together, the Kuf, Lamet, Mem, and Aleph, it may actually spell out a word in Hebrew. You know what that word is? It's Kalma. No. So Kalma actually means to stay, like to stay put. Okay. Mm -hmm. And each letter not only has a numerical value, but it actually means something. So the kuf has to do with being able to distinguish physical from the spiritual. It's the setting sun. Uh, it's the eye of the needle. And so you, you, if uh, so, when you're able to discern spiritual from the physical, then it gives you the anointing to tr uh, uh, to teach. Uh, or to transform it, teach lamed means to teach or prod to learn, right? And mem mm -hmm. is like an open womb, it, you know, healing of the womb. It's like the washing or cleansing. It it represents water. So you know, there's a transformation, and it's a revealed mem. There's two different kinds of mems. There's an open mem and a closed mem. So this would be like hidden things that are revealed. By, uh, by the Messiah, and the Messiah lives in us, so we have that ability to reveal what is concealed through the water of God's word. And thus, uh, the Aleph means strong leader. It also means Adonai. So if you put four of those Hebrew letters together for Kalma, which means stay, and put it in a sentence structure, it goes like this. Distinguishing the physical and spiritual realms will bring the anointing to teach and transform others by revealing what is concealed through the water of God's word, thus making you a strong leader of Adonai. That's calm. Wow. Now, what if we did this, Gene? Supposing we reverse those letters. You have the Yo, you have the Aleph, the Mem, the Lamed, and the Kaf. It spells out the word Amalek. Well, you've heard that word before, right? Amalek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're the ones that they're the ones that killed all the stragglers. And they were wanderers. They mm. were nomadic people. Now, in um, in the Hebrew, Amalek is not spelled with an aleph. It's spelled with an ayin, and uh, which means I. And in right. fact, the ion looks like two eyes connected to a retina. It's made up of two Hebrew letters, the, uh, a bent vav and a crown zion, Z-A-Y-I-N, zion. So, but in this sense, when you have, is our sound still okay, Gene? Yes, perfect. Okay, I heard myself echoing, so. <laughs> but, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, so in order to properly spell Amalek, you have to diminish the Aleph to a to an ion, which is actually almost like an Aleph because they're both silent letters. You, you right. can't say Aleph. You, you can't say ion. Uh, I mean, they, they just don't have a sound. They are right, almost right. like a vowel. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I've I've heard that there is some kind of a, a very very small 
virtually indiscernible sound. But you're yeah. right. I mean, to, to those of us who speak English, it's indiscernible. Right. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. we have, so we'd have to replace the Aleph with an ayin. And so when you put it in a sentence structure, this is what it says. The nomadic wandering eye is spiritually blind from being transformed by the water of God's word and unable to learn how to distinguish the physical and spiritual realms. That wow. is the meaning of wander, Amalek. So okay. I, I discovered this on my own. I just, you know, I've been studying Hebrew letters for almost 40 years now. As long as I've been studying stars, I've been studying Hebrew letters. Mm -hmm. And so this is just kind of works side by side. And that's why I can understand that that um, the um, Taurus, the bull in Hebrew is sure. Is Adonai, it represents Adonai because it's a olive turned upside down. It's the head of a bull with the horns. The horns are the sticks of the letter A alpha. It's spelled almost like Aleph because they copied Aleph and turned it into Alpha. So, um, you know, these um, this understanding, I I just I I had a notion, I had a theory, I ran with it, and this is what I got. <laughs> so, and it's like okay. this many times. Um, you can even do this with the Sophites letters. There's five Sophite letters. You can put them side by side. I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to just encourage our listeners here. If you'd like to do your own study, study the Sophit letters. There's five of them. And you can put them side by side. And based upon the meaning of each letter, you can put a sentence constructed together. You can even do this with your name. Uh, I got to prophetically uh, minister to a man uh, just a, a week ago or so. Two weeks ago, uh, his name was Kevin. And he's we were talking about passion. What is your passion? And of course, everybody knows that's listening what my passion is. <laughs> my passion is playing the saxophone and studying Hebrew letters and the stars. You know, that's pretty much it. So right. uh, Kevin, he didn't really have much to say. He just says, hmm, what is my passion? Well, you know, recently I've been feeling like uh, I should uh, uh, be more loving to my wife. And I thought, this guy really needs to hear from God. I mean, he needs a word from the Lord. So the Holy Spirit told me, write down his name in Hebrew. And mm -hmm. so his name, Kevin, the K sound comes from the kuf. We just talked about the kuf. Or, yeah, the kuf. And uh, then uh, his name... It's, you know, I had to uh, think of for a moment, okay, is it a V or a B? Because bait, if it has the hole inside the, the letter, it's pronounced like a B. You know, even in Spanish, uh, people who are Hispanic, they can't say B. They always say V. Like, Dios le bendiga. They say vendiga instead of bendiga. It looks like a B, but it's pronounced like a V. Well, it's right. the same thing with Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Hebrew is either a B or a V. Rebecca or Rebecca, you know, Jacob or right. Yaakov. All right. So it mm -hmm. all depends on if they have a little dot that tells you what to do. It gives you a certain sound. Well, in his case, he's a he's not a Kevin. He's a Kevin. So I thought, all right, he needs a bait. 
and then he needs one more letter, and that's a noon sulfite. And I just mentioned there's five sulfite letters. Well, there's one of them, and it looks like a seed and actually means seed. It also means to spring forth with life or quickening of life. Beit means house, and kof uh, means the setting sun. In other words, you're, discern you're discerning uh, truth from a lie or discerning the times of the seasons um, or what is true, you know, all that stuff. So I told him, I says, Kevin, I have a word for you. And I got permission from the leader. And I says, is it okay if I minister to him for a moment? And so I said, Kevin, your name is spelled Kof Beit Nun Sophie. And basically what it means is that when you begin to discern the times of the seasons and and what is um, uh, what is truth or lie or you know you're discerning um, unwise and wise association. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you begin to discern those things in your life and get your life in order, that your house will be in order, baked, and your marriage. It takes two to have a house. So you and your wife, you begin, when these things are in order, your marriage is going to spring forth with new life. And boy, you should have seen the countenance on his face. <laughs> I mean, you know, these, these, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, these people are so into prophesying over each other. But man, if we would just minister to them in Torah um, IQ, that how much mm -hmm. deeper we can take them into a direction. And that's what I, that's what the Lord was showing me. And, you know, all of us, we have your, your name, Gene, is probably a, a, a Gimel, a Yod, and a Nun Sofit. And you could probably come up with some very interesting sentence structure for your name. And it shows your destiny, what God has given you a destiny and a purpose. And it probably fits. You know, you're a, uh, you know, Gimel is a, a rich man that gets oh, keep, to the poor. Keep, keep talking, boy. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Your destiny is to be rich and, 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 and you give to the poor. What is the poor? People who are hungry for the word of God. And, and they're, they're humble. They're, they're um, uh, so, um, you know, Lazarus, he was called a poor man, but he was rich. But a poor man gives to a rich man gives to a poor man, and you give them the right hand of the power. That's that's the yod, and so you have the power of God in your name, and to bring forth quickening of life, noon Sophie. So that's your well, best. What do you do, Gene? You you you're on this radio program, and you're bringing out quickening of life into people. You you bring people on on the broadcast that's going to speak into their lives. And so somebody out there is thinking, oh, I wonder what my name means. Well, feel free to give me a call or, or uh, text me. I'd right. be happy to share that with you. But, yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, another thing, too, that this what this promulgates is the study of Hebrew. Exactly. Because what, pe what people need to understand is that Hebrew is a supernatural language. And uh, the things that you will derive from Hebrew are at such, such greater depth than anything will ever pull out of English or anything else. Amen. Well, see... You know, Gene, this is the more sure word of prophecy. The Hebrew letters uh, are are like um, combining molecules. 
Right. When God mm-hmm. said light be, he put together the Hebrew letters that was necessary to to spring forth light from right. darkness. Right. So, exactly. we, you know, and all these Hebrew letters have dual meaning. I just demonstrated that with uh, Amalek versus uh, Kalman. You know, it's a reverse. It has has it can be an evil eye or a good eye. I am. Right. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can a mem could be, you know, water. It can be a, a flood that, that destroys or it could be a flood that cleanses. It has right. dual meaning. Uh, uh-huh. So even even the constellations has dual meaning. Right. So, uh, it, you know, Mars is a war planet. It can it can be destructive in a good way, you know. It can be judgment, or it can be deliverance. Right. So, and you know what that reminds me of? That also reminds me of the fact uh, in Isaiah forty five seven, Yehovah says, "I am Yehovah, and I create evil." That's correct. And what what he's saying is, I'm not. He's not saying I'm an evil god. What he's saying is, I have to create evil in order for you to partake of it if you choose. And uh, that's the thing. I mean, so, you know, what we have to understand is that he has created this whole universe for us to be in. He's created this whole existence, and this existence contains evil elements as well as good elements. And we have to make the choice. So we look at what's going on here with Israel. Uh, You know, God allowed Trump to be removed. Right. So that we can put our focus back on Israel. He's getting ready to do something here. And he's allowing these attacks, this anti-Semitism that's happening all over yeah. the globe now, uh, and it's it's just outright evil. It's 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 so out in the open, and he's saying, "Look, you need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem." Right. And so our focus, with you know, I I see people they're they're all they all want to you know nothing wrong with tongues, Gene, you know, shakata bolabotai. You know, Kikashindai, uh, all that kind of stuff is fine. But he wants us to speak his language. When you go before the court of the Lord at the, at the third hour, the sixth hour, and the ninth hour, he wants to hear the sovereign words that he can act on. He wants us to tell him the case law of what the word says. That's case law. And so he can't do nothing if we are not going to be his mouthpiece. We have to speak out of our mouth, and tongues is not necessarily going to do all that. We need to we need to have some knowledge behind our prayer. Yeah, well, especially I mean, this is this is my view, but if you if you were speaking something into the world, if you're speaking something out of your mouth to go forth and mm-hmm. do something, which is what Yehovah always does, His words never return void. If we want our words to not return void, then we have to utter words that are understandable. Um, you know, I think I think that. Uh, the speaking in tongues is quite is quite wonderful, but it's an intimate thing. That's between me and the spirit. Yeah. But if I want if I want to speak to people and speak to situations, I think I have to speak in discernible, understandable language. To, mm-hmm. to like you say, like you say, Yehovah can grab it and turn it to what he wants to turn it to. Yeah. 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 We're speaking Hebrew letters. Hebrew words have Hebrew letters. And and I just demonstrated how each Hebrew letter could have two to three different Hebrew letters, and you can go deep into that. And, you know, even uh, these Kabbalists, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to, you know, give um, uh, validation to Kabbalist 
you know, people who are into Kabbalah, but right. they go into the, you know, the, the uh, hidden uh, white spaces of the Hebrew letters. You know, right. they look at the mm -hmm. bait and it has another letter inside, and, uh, like yeah. a, a pay, which means mouth or, you know, and they, they get into all that kind of stuff. And that's all, all fine and everything, but it's just like another version of tongues. You're just trying to read too much into it. But uh, the thing is, is that we, uh, we have a mouth to speak the word of God. And if we are just speaking in tongues only, I mean, we don't even know what we're saying. Right, right. So how can we, we can't direct it because we, we're not sure what we're saying. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes that's the deal. Sometimes we, it's better that we don't know what we're saying because it, it frees up our mouth to, to do what Yehovah says for it to do. Yeah. But I mean, the fact, the fact of the matter is you're absolutely right that uh, we, we have to be willing to speak forth into, into the world around us, into the people around us, uh, the situations and the, and the, uh, the things that are going to happen based on what Yehovah is telling us. Yeah. And, and we, in order for that to happen, we've got to be willing to make it something discernible and understandable. Yeah. yeah. I, no I, just, I find it, you know, Zephaniah 3.9 says that he would restore a pure lip. Right. And that pure lip is Hebrew. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, you know, his spiritual language is is pure too because you, you, you I mean you can't right. cuss in tongues, you know. <laughs> right, right. But, but the thing is, is that we need to pray with the understanding too. Right, because right. Because because you know the pardon me, I apologize for interrupting you. No, you're you there, good. You're good. I'm, I'm, you know the the thing is that we, if we, uh, how do I put this? The fact is that our words, and you've you've seen this said numerous times. Our words have creative power. Yes. I mean, you know, we when we speak something, if we only understood how much power our words had, we would have a whole lot more impact. Because Yehovah, every word he speaks is a creative word. It does something. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, it may it may destroy something, but that's another kind of creation, right? And you know, sometimes you create chaos, and sometimes you create good. But we have to have a we have to understand how powerful our words are, and that's. That's the reason why he's so opposed to us cursing, for instance, to us, uh, you know, making making light of the use of our mouths. If we understood how important it is that what we say is what he wants, then we we would watch our tongues a whole lot more. I think. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. So I, I hope that this encourages people to want to dig a little deeper. I'll I'll never forget nearly forty years ago. I'm sitting in a classroom with Marilyn Hickey. Um, doing a walking through the Bible, and there was three things that she taught, and it was only a seed, but it got me rolling to where I'm at today. If it wasn't for her, her teachings, I would not be where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. You know, and God can use people like that. She she has an amazing knowledge of the Old Testament. It's amazing. But the three things that she taught, and it was just a taste. She didn't go into depth at all. She talked about Hebrew letters and what they mean. They all have, there was a picture language and here's the picture. She went through them really fast, but I had it on recording. So when I got home, I went and I, I started making a, a sheet out and I had this piece of paper for, um, I'm going to say probably close to 10 years before I finally did something with it. And God right. allowed me to go into um, uh, a reprieve for two years uh, in Lake Providence, Louisiana. And, I had nothing to do, but
but just study the word of God. I had no job. The church was supporting me, giving me a place to stay and says, you just need to get along with God. So they let, let me have the, the church all by myself in the middle of the night. I'd be there till the wee hours in the morning studying. And so I, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to finally you know, research these Hebrew letters. And I had access to Internet. And, I, and so I'd start putting all that together. I, the, the second thing that she did was Bible acrostics. There are Psalms, Lamentations, and the book of Nahum, are, and also Proverbs 31, are considered acrostic chapters. Mm-hmm. And in, the, in other words, they're alphabetical. And right. I had the theory that each Hebrew letter not only means something, but the word corresponds to it as well, and to the entire verse. So it was like a hidden picture. See, there's 70 layers of Torah. They say the, the, the rabbis say this, or the sages. In fact, in fact, in fact Maimonides said a thousand. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. in other words, yeah. The, the whole point is it's far beyond our discerning, far beyond exactly. our ability to get to the end of it. So I'm just taking that's just three layers right there. I got the Hebrew letter, right. I got the Hebrew word, and I got the the entire sentence or verse. Right. And they mm-hmm. and so I'm getting a correspondence of those three layers. And right. then the third thing. <clears throat> she taught was that she took a trip to Israel and talked about, uh, well, said that she went and visited these mosaics in these old synagogues that had the constellations and that they, um, she says, boy, these look like the tribes of Israel. And because uh-huh. every tribe had a, a standard or, or a right. picture with their banner. Uh-huh. So the, the uh, tour guide said, yes, that's correct. And when she said that, I'm like, Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm, yeah. So I got, this is how it all started for me. I spent 36 years researching all of that, calling up rabbis, calling up Torah teachers, doing all the research, going to libraries. Um, and uh, uh, certain, um, there was a place, called, there was a seminary uh, that had all kinds of ancient texts and uh-huh. that I went into. And so I did my I did my homework. I spent uh, and then when I was going to Colorado Christian University, whenever I had to do a term paper, I <laughs> it gave me an excuse to do more research. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I had a lot of opportunity to really um, nurture all of this stuff, and it, it all started with just that little seed. She spent maybe five minutes just talking about those things, and those five minutes turned into thirty six years, almost forty. Right, years. right. So right. I, I I attended one of her services, mm-hmm. one of her services years ago, uh-huh. and and I still remember her, and I still remember the the anoint, anointing that I saw on her. Yeah. To this day, to this day, she is uh, still alive. I think she's right. ninety-two years old now, or no, she's ninety yeah. years old. She's ninety okay. years old. Yeah. Right. So so yeah, it's amazing how that works. You know, there people can. Uh, People like that can have an amazing impact with very little immediate contact. Mm-hmm. They, they just a few words that they utter seep into your understanding and seep into your spirit and seep into your soul. And the next thing you know, whoa, hold it a second. It's ten years later, and I'm still I'm still sucking on that and getting the life out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, um, let me uh, put put all this together here um, in, in as, as you know as a conclusion. Okay. Uh, I want our listeners to know that I'm going to be bringing up maybe one more uh, YouTube 
to follow up with this false messiah and this mayhem may that we've been having. And because and today was going to be the last day that I was looking for that something needed to happen. So we still haven't uh, seen any, you know, this day is still not over yet. Uh, but we had a blood moon uh, this morning at around five o'clock. I think 7-11 was the sunrise. So that would have been the full peak. But uh, I'm waiting for some breaking news to see if anything happens uh, with uh, that's corresponding to this uh, blood moon. We have a new Torah portion that's coming up um, that started uh, yesterday. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what the uh, Torah portion is. Last week was uh, Nasso. Right. Uh, it's uh, oh yeah, it's uh, Beha Eloheka. Uh, mm -hmm. Beha. I finally said it right. And Beha Alotecha actually means when you set up. So my message to our listeners here is that what are you setting up in your life? Are you going to set up by putting a stake in um, your learning of the teaching and instruction of God, the Torah? And, you know, every one of these Hebrew letters, there's a bait, a hay, an ayin, a lamed, a tav, and a kasofit. Each one of these letters have a hidden meaning that correspond to this entire Torah portion. You will be able to, God's going to show you where you stand in this situation, what you're setting up. Remember we talked about um, uh, uh, what, uh, when you set up, remember I talked about the, the word set? Right, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's Kamar. So right. Kaf, uh, Kalma, sorry, uh, Kaf, Lamed, Mem, Aleph. So when you, when you do this, don't get caught up with whether Trump is going to come back and run again. I mean, do we want all that chaos to happen before? God was stirring up something for a reason. He needed to cause a division, and 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 so that we can discern. Okay, we know what evil is now. Yeah. We want more of that. Well, more of it's going to be coming. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> we yeah, and, and, be, and, and, and be careful what you prepare for, because we, we don't understand. We don't understand the degree of evil that's headed our way, and we need to be ready for it. And, and we, can't, we can't be looking to a Donald Trump as much as I love Donald Trump. Yeah. We can't be looking to a Donald Trump, Trump or any human being. For the answer, the an the only answer is, is in Yehovah. So here are the key scriptures, um, and then we'll we'll have to stop here. But the Torah portion is Numbers eight, um, Midbar, which means in the wilderness, right? And uh, and then you have uh, Zechariah chapter two, uh, verse four, or excuse me, verse fourteen through four seven. And then you have the Brit Hashah, which is 1 Corinthians 10 and Revelation 11. So um, we, you know, we have, uh, you know, I just remembered that uh, when the Midbar was being read, that was during the time that the IDF was setting up ground troops and prepare for an invasion in the Gaza Strip. Do you remember that? Yes. The very day that that was being read was the day that they were setting up ground troops. And what is Bemidbar 
uh, the very first chapter talking about, it's talking about where to place all the tribes of Israel in the camps so that they can right. be prepared for war. Right. He had them mm -hmm. strategically put together for that reason. And that was his command. So uh, why am I saying that? I'm saying that every Torah portion has something to do with today. It's like reading the New York Times and you see the headlines. Well, these are headlines. These are God's headlines. And yeah. he uses several sources. He, ha he has CNN heaven. <laughs> he yeah, has, right. you know, and then he has our portions that confirm what's in the heavens. And what we see happening on the earth is another confirmation. So you have three things that correspond with each other. And three is the number of divine intervention. God is getting ready to intervene. We are now in the uh, the final years of the seven years of plenty. It right. Began, right. Uh, the, the solar eclipse of August 2017. And the midpoint happened at the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which was on the eve of um, um, of Rosh Hashanah, the blowing of the shofar, Yom Turah, mm -hmm. and it was also on a Shabbat that she passed away. So that right. was a midpoint, and it was just four days after the Abraham Accord was signed. So mm -hmm. now we're on the next three and a half years leading up to the next solar eclipse, which will be in 2024. And it'll be right before Passover. It'll be on Nisan 1, which is 14 days before Pesach, Passover, which will represent the end of our exile. So the seven years of plenty then follows the seven years of famine. Well, some of you are going, shoot, you know, John Reed Austin, I don't even have a job right now. I'm having to stay in the home. I lost my job. Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, we're already there. I'm like, well, not quite yet, because God's getting ready to do a, a major transfer of wealth. And so we are definitely on a decline. There's no question about it, but we haven't reached the bottom yet. But we need to be prepared for that bottom. And if it means, right. to, you know, go buy a freezer to store up your food, you know, that's fine. It, but how are you going to sustain yourself spiritually? Food only gets you so far. You need the spiritual food. You need the Torah portions. You need to stay in the word of God. Turn that TV set off for crying out loud. Stop listening to all those, you know, those prophets that say, you know, Trump is going to win and he doesn't. Stop listening to these these programs, these religious programs, yeah. and they're saying that, you know, it's going to get better. You know, yeah, the ear ticklers. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You know, I they love the Lord. I, I'm not trying to say they're bad. It's just that that's not where it's at. Where it's at is getting in the word yourself. You need yeah. to go forth yourself. And uh, so, um, um, uh, so uh, we have, um, so we have this Torah portion, which is, once again, it's Beha El Techa. You need to set up. You need a Kamar. Otherwise, you're going to be an Amalek. You're going to be a wanderer. You're going to be channel surfing all the time. And you're going to be spiritually blind. You're not going to know that God's speaking to you. He speaks through his word. His word is, is you got to physically open it up. And you got to read it yourself. Don't rely on you know, religious channels to do that for you. Don't even rely on speakers to do that for you. You yeah. need to do it yourself. And if you are, if you are getting bored or tired or uh, uninterested 
in the Torah portions, you aren't looking right because the Torah portions contain a wealth of information that you absolutely have to have to make it through. Bored is a form of war. You can get, yep. you can be weary and well-doing. And let me tell you something. I mean, my, my daughter, I'm, I'm trying to get her prepared for bat mitzvah. She's 11 years old. And uh-huh. we have this Torah that's called the Jerusalem Crown. It's a, it's a very expensive Torah book. It's heavy. It weighs about almost 20 pounds. It's huge. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a battle. Uh, you know, just trying to get her to, to, you know, be, you know, encouraged to get, you know, read every Hebrew word. Right. She's sitting there spelling out the Hebrew letters, and right. I have to keep encouraging her, Ellie. You're doing great, and, and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll correct her along the way. And I say, "Oh, that's how it's pronounced." She'll question. Yep. Says, "Well, why is it doing that when there's a dot there?" You know, so honey, I don't know, but that's just how it is. You know, <laughs> but right. we have to get through it. And I'm telling you, um, the the uh, reward will come later. You just you have to. You have to keep rowing that boat. Keep your back to the future. If you keep looking over your shoulder while you're rowing that boat, then you're going to get into fear. If you have your eyes on the past where you've been, you go, wow, I'm getting further and further from the things that have held me back. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep rowing. Got to keep rowing. And who's guiding that boat? That's Yeshua. He's the captain of your ship. He's telling you, come on, keep doing. Don't look back. Don't look around your shoulder. You know, like, you know, Michael Jackson would say, just look over your shoulder, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, and the guys, the guys in the boat, the guy, you know, I forget what they call him. But, you know, the guy that is the captain of the boat, so to speak, he's the one who's, who's urging them on. He's, yeah. he's, he's in sight only when you look back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He sees the future. If we're going to try right. to interpret the future, well, we're only going to fail. Because you can't decide your future. You have right. to, and this is what rabbis will say. They say, you decide your habits. And your habits right. decide your future. You've got to develop good habits. Good habits is, you have a time to pray. Three, six, uh, the third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour. That's when court right. is in session. You need to get into the Torah portions. Start every Tuesday on the Torah portions. That's when the new Torah portion comes out. It's every Tuesday. And then on Shabbat. You, you have finished that Torah portion. You are ready to enter a new week. And right. that's something I'm preaching to myself when I say this, Gene, because I've been trying to do that. We're, we're um, right now, my daughter's out of school now. So we're trying to, um, she's reading the Torah portion right now. Um, wow. That uh, I, the Beha um, Belotecha. And so she's reading in Hebrew. And so we're, and then we read in English. So uh-huh. she's being prepared for the next week to come. And, you know, you know, the other thing about that, too, is and I, as a, as a former teacher, remember this, seeing this all the time, is that uh, those who teach also get to learn because they're, they're going over the material again, over the material again. Very good. You, you, know, very you, good. you and your you and your wife are getting edified and strengthened by going over it with her. Amen. Well, that's all right. But, oh no! Come on! No, no, that's it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to be working on a new CD. Uh, my okay. producer's on his way over here right now, and ah, okay. uh, we're going to be doing a vision board on songs. Uh, uh-huh. 
I would like my visitors uh, to feel free to, to email me, John Reed Austin Sachs at gmail.com. If there is a hymn or a favorite song that you would love to hear a saxophone play, that's what we're going to be discussing today. What do the people want to hear? And uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've done a CD. It's time. And uh, this is going to be a very prophetic one. It's full of fire. That's, that's what the Lord is speaking to me. It has something to do with fire. So, well, I, last time I checked, uh, Yehovah said the next thing way he was going to deal with us was by fire. Oh, that's right. So, uh, good you know, work, so. Gene. <laughs> Gene, anyway, thank you, so much for having thank you me. brother. You bet. Thank you, brother, for, for spending time with us. And I know you're busy too. Um, I just want to say the four words I always say before I let, let go of you on this, and that is remember who you are. It's your people. Fresh and cool, running down the beach.